Welcome back. It is the Afternoon Show, Sports Radio 94, WIP. Jack Fritz alongside Ike Reese on this last football Friday of the season heading into Chiefs Niners this weekend. And Elliot Shore Parks joins us not from Vegas, from good old South Philly. What's happening, ESP? What up? How you doing? Probably wishes he was in Vegas. Oh, man. Elliot in Vegas? That would have been a problem. <laughs> I feel like by now I would be tired of being in Vegas. Oh, maybe no Sunday, doubt. Monday, Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, uh, you know. But, hey, maybe if I had that Jack Fritz and that Grease money, you know, I, I would enjoy more time. <laughs> yeah, many people do aspire to have uh, have my wallet for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, Ali, we opened the show talking about Howie and really just trying to get a gauge of, of where people are at with him because, you know, this time last yeah. year it was, ah, he can do no wrong. He is erect the statue now. He's – He's the greatest GM in the history of sports, and and you know how it is with him. It goes in ebbs and flows. Where are you at with Howie heading this offseason? Do you trust him, or is your antenna raised on him? I don't think my antenna is raised with Howie. He he certainly missed on some moves last year. I think his strategy of signing a lot of low-cost one-year, you know, essentially kind of lottery tickets didn't really pay off. Like Rashad Penny, um, the linebackers, Justin Evans, we don't bring up a lot, but he was signed to be the starting safety in week one and got those reps during training camp. So I think he definitely had misses, but I think the reason moving forward fans should have faith in Howie is that I think just like the fundamental things of what make a GM great, he is great at. I think his priorities are in the right place. I think the track record shows that his continued investment, like in the lines and in the offense over the defense is a winning formula. Um, I think his, the way he uses the salary cap is really good. I think his connections around the league have proven to be good with trade. So I definitely see the point of he has missed on guys over the last year, but every GM misses on guys. The difference is I think Howie has shown he can his kind of core skills and values like produce consistent winning in the NFL, and not all GMs have that. But I guess my, my follow-up to that is – I feel like we're entering into a period where the draft is going to be become more important because of Jalen's contract. Like, what's your and and just the draft specifically? Where are we at with Howie and and it comes to confidence in his draft picks? Yeah, I think my my feeling about Howie and that would be similar to I guess my last last answer in the way that I think Howie hits on a lot of draft picks. I think that when you look at Howie's draft track record, he has big time misses. Like Jalen Rager, obviously a major miss, especially with Justin Jefferson. But he's hit on a lot of guys, too. Like, he found a franchise quarterback, or at least, you know, he's paid like it now, to, to in the second round. Like, he got a, a franchise left tackle in the seventh round. Um, and, you know, Devontae Smith, 10th overall pick, that was an outstanding pick. So I do think if we, if we went and compared Howie's draft records to GMs around the league, he probably doesn't have the best one. But I guarantee you he's probably in the top 10. Like, like I, I don't think the Eagles would have won as many games as they did if Howie was one of the worst drafters in the league and all these other GMs were running circles around him. I think the draft, specifically, we get so focused on just the Eagles that if you look at the larger picture, like a lot of GMs miss on a lot of picks. There's, there's a reason why after the first round it's so hard to find starters. Yeah, but other than Jalen Carter, he hasn't really hit on many defensive draft picks uh, throughout his tenure. Now, you may say he's drafted guys and they played – but how good have they been? That's just in case you decide to roll out Avante Maddox at me that he hit on Avante Maddox in the fourth round. Yeah. That's an okay player for where he drafted him at when he does play, but that's not something you would necessarily hang your resume up and say, yeah, I got Avante Maddox in the fourth round. No, getting Jalen Carter is a nice pick, 
But this year's draft, particularly, he's going to have to hit on guys in areas where he doesn't draft very well at. Not in the trenches. How about linebackers? How about corners? How about safeties? Like Those are the areas that that he needs to hit on in this year's draft. And I think a lot of people are saying, man, his track record doesn't show that he knows how to draft those guys or particularly they don't know how to develop those guys to where they reach their full potential. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. I mean, I think that Howie's weakness, not just in the draft, but in evaluating talent, is on the defensive side of the ball, and I would say particularly the middle of the field. Like, some of the best players he's gotten on defense, he's pretty much overpaid for. Now, with the draft, I think you could add Josh Sweat in there. It's probably like a good draft pick. That's a good draft pick, yeah, but I forgot about Sweaty. Yeah, I forgot about Sweaty. But, yeah, I mean, I I think actually he's probably better than Avante. Yes, yes, better than Avante, yep. Jordan Davis. Massive miss. Like he, he's a he's a fine NFL player, but up to this point, he has not been a contributing player. Nolan Smith, not been a contributing player. I can't. I mean, Keely Ringo. I guess we'll see. And he was a late pick, but mm-hmm. you know, certainly he has not. I don't think stamped his way one way or the other. So you're right that this off season they have to fix a defense, and that that is part of it. But like, I also think that you know, to in terms of having trust in Howie building a winner. I think as long as he keeps building quality offenses, like they will win a lot more under Howie than they will lose. Like as disappointing as this season was, they did win eleven games. So I, I just <laughs> I think that again I do everything's fine. Defense, I'm not saying everything's fine, but it is it is the reality that a lot they, of did, they did win eleven games. You're right. Yeah, I mean a lot of teams would kill to win eleven games. Like if you're going to say what faith do you have in Howie to, moving forward, if you told me the Eagles win eleven games next year, I, I think a lot of teams would take that. Clearly, the way it ended was not good. But in terms of rebuilding the defense, yeah, I think it's Howie's weak spot. I, I don't think he evaluates talent well, and we've seen it continually at linebacker and safety, uh, and, and at corner in some ways. Uh, what did you make of Britton Covey's comments yesterday about finger pointing, miscommunication between the coaches? What was your main takeaway from what Covey said? Yeah, so I, I think Britton Covey should probably stop doing interviews. <laughs> I. I I agree. Like, I, I think it's fun, and I like re- I like hearing it, and I think that you know it. Uh, he's very honest, but I would imagine the Eagles are probably not super thrilled with the fact that Britton keeps talking very honestly and openly about the issues with the team. Um, I do think that he his points were true. Like we talked about the fall, the kind of downfall of the season, and I think the way he put it was true. Like mental exhaustion. I think those final two months, they were just so tired, so fed up, so like had been under spotlight for so long that they were unable to get out of it. So I do think that's part of it. I think the, the finger pointing from player to player, which he said specifically, I also think that was a huge part of it. Like I, I've never covered a team where there was such uh, honest and open talk about how like they kind of didn't like each other. Right. So, so I think that that certainly is an issue. And I was also surprised how he was not, I want to say he threw Brian Johnson under the bus, but he certainly kind of said they needed new ideas on offense. So I think what he said was correct. But I also think the Eagles as a whole, like his teammates and coaching staff, probably would appreciate if, you know, everyone could stop talking about why the season fell apart. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably agree that they, they would prefer that he would just say some sort of stock answer where, right. you, where you're looking forward to the next season and necessarily we don't need you to – rehash or break down and dissect what happened last year, even though they may be asking you the question, uh, it doesn't do you any good because all you're really going to wind up doing is pointing a finger 
at someone else, whether it's assistant coaches that aren't here anymore or players. And also, it's kind of exacerbating the problem he's talking about. Like, he's saying, you know, there's finger pointing, there's the pressure from, like, he's now aiding in that. And this isn't the first time. There was that, the the quote he had in the article in the Inquirer that was about Jalen, and I know he came out and tried to re-explain that, but that quote did not paint the franchise quarterback in a great light. So, I just think in general, this team probably just needs to get away from all the microphones they can and just take some time off and get away. Well, well it's hard to do when you go to Vegas. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> media, media Row is probably not the best place to avoid a, uh, a microphone. Yeah, listen, I, I, I'm not – I'm not like um, I guess uh, Richie was a little upset. He said the punt, the punt returner we don't need to hear from essentially. Yeah, but the issue is the punt returner was like a top five player on the team last year. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I won't go that. I'm surprised Richie yeah. went that route. With I don't mind kicking the kickers or the punters now. Although we don't we don't kick Jake Elliott never. But if it's Sipos, if it's Sipos or somebody, I don't mind. Beating well, hold down on, the man. Braden Man had a good year. No, no. I'm just saying if it was a punter who didn't play well, I don't mind ripping him. I'm just saying, Brenton Covey at least was one of your better players this year, albeit he's still a young player, but he was somebody who contributed. and did He did his it. job. He did his job this year. I think the bigger, not only say issue, but the, the outside of the punt returner thing, he is a second-year player. Sure. Is, you know, yep. that barely made the roster. Now, his opinion still very much matters. Like, he's in the team meetings. He's around the team. He's around the receivers. I, I yeah, I just you would probably want a team leader talking more so, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh Elliot, your final thoughts. It's probably about uh, more than twenty four hours removed. Uh your last final thoughts on the Sixers trade deadline. I'm just super disappointed. <laughs> like I, I I think back to when they made the James Harden trade and how there was so much excitement about the assets they acquired and how, you know, they got the first round picks and they got all these tradable contracts and all these expiring deals. And they did basically nothing with it. Like, I, I do think Buddy Heald is a really good addition. Uh, I think, you know, he's a great three-point shooter. I think that he'll really help uh, take some pressure off of Maxi. But it's just not enough. And to, if you would have said when they traded James Harden, this was going to be the outcome, and I know it's not finished yet, like, no one would be happy with that. I would rather just have James Harden on the roster at this point than, than, than where they're at. So if the whole plan is to hope in the offseason that a 34-year-old Paul George will sign with you, like, that's disappointing, too. So – I think that, you know, they're hoping that this is going to work out and they're hoping they'll land somebody. But to go back to Howie, like Howie has said, hope is not a good strategy. And that seems to be the Sixers' whole plan right now. And, and, and that's disappointing. Well, what I would say to that is, and I'm in this category, so I feel perfectly fine saying it, I hope our star player can stay healthy long enough that we can make a deep run in the playoffs. That is my strategy. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, no. they, they are hoping that Joel Embiid someday is healthy and gives us a long run in the playoffs. Now, so I agree with that. I mean, you could argue that every team is hoping that, right? But yeah, I, I well, some of these teams yeah. don't don't hope yeah. that for health. We they, literally are hoping every year that he stays there's healthy. One, there's one team with one guy who's been hurt every single postseason. Yes. It's not like every, that Boston's like, oh, yeah. man, I hope Tatum's healthy. Yeah, yeah, Tatum's not injured every year, yes. Right, but I think a difference is the Sixers, with the assets they've acquired, have talked about the need to acquire more talent, and they're not doing they that. They will. Like Buddy no, they will, but, but when? And you're, you keep like, I, I don't think I, I don't think they will, Elliot. Honestly, I don't, because we only have two assets, and you're not giving up either one of them. You're not giving up Maxi, and you're not giving up Embiid. So unless a star player wants to come here for the max deal, 
How are we getting that guy? We haven't gotten a guy since, what, Tobias? Nobody wanted him on the Max deal. Elton Brand, right. Elton Brand came on the Philly Max, right? We overpaid Al Horford. I'm trying to think of the star player that's actually come here. Yeah, I mean, you know, James Harden and Jimmy Butler both came here. Traded. They were traded here. Oh, I agree. They are not signing a free agent. See, that's what I'm saying. Yes, (laughs) these are free agents, yes. Yeah, no, I agree. If the plan is to sign a free agent, Maury better know something about someone definitely hitting the market. Otherwise, and even if, I mean, at this point, you look at the free agents, there's not even great options available. I think the hope is. You know, after the draft or around the draft, they'll have five first-round picks to try to deal. Mm-hmm. But, but again, like that, that's not really a strategy that's within your own control. Like the best teams are the ones that their strategy to go out and win they can control. Mm-hmm. And, and if the, the hope is someone is going to ask out, and then even if he does ask out, you have to outbid other teams. You have to hope he wants to come to Philadelphia. Yep. And then you have to hope it works out. So, you know, I think over the last two years, I've probably been one of the biggest defenders and optimists of the Sixers in the city. But like. At this point, we're really talking about not this year's playoffs, but next year's playoffs is probably the first time where we'll look and go, okay, you know, do they actually acquire someone to, to, to help this team? So I, I understand not wanting to overpay. Jack, I know you're really big into to that. But at the end of the day, the playoffs start in two months, and I would have rather they went and got talent yesterday as opposed to waiting a few months and then waiting a few months after that to see if it even works out. Listen, I'll try to help you, you know, see the forest through the trees one day at a time, buddy, one day at a time. Yeah. Two, two quick ones here for you, Elliot. Do you have Chiefs fatigue yet, or are you, you still appreciating this greatness? No, I'm never tired of greatness in anything, in sports, music, like nothing. Like, I, I think it's, it's awesome to watch them do what they're doing. It's why I thought the loss to them last year in the Super Bowl wasn't a bad loss. Like, they, the Eagles went out, and they played a great game against a great team, and they lost. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not tired of it at all. I hope they win on Sunday. And you hope that, that obviously, uh, Travis proposes postgame. That's your main goal for Sunday. Well, I've thought about it, and I'm worried if he does it, it'll take shine away from the rest of his teammates. So oh. maybe I wouldn't recommend it for Travis. But it would be an amazing moment. Who wins? I think it's going to be the Chiefs. Uh, you know, They have the better defense. They have the better head coach. They have the better quarterback. And I think that even though the regular season didn't show it, I think at this point right now they're the better team. They've had the more impressive stretch over the last month. So – I do think the Chiefs win it. All right. Appreciate the time, Elliot. We'll talk to you next week. All right, brother. Talk to you guys there. All right. There he goes. Elliot Short Parks. I hear you. Line's weird. Hmm. The line's weird in the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's a clear-cut winner. It's just a matter of who you're going with. Who has the ball last. Yeah, I just I think that's what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm almost leaning towards doing nothing but props. Oh uh, yeah, I, I probably yeah, will so too. Don't, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I won't even bet on who wins or loses the no, game. No, well, listen, we have gotten to a point, you and I, and I guess for the audience, anything that's that's minus or not, I'm <laughs> I'm plus two hundred above. That's that's the only time I'm even touching it. Yep, I need some good juice. <laughs> I need some good juice. Let's sneak in Herb in the Northeast. What's what? happening, Herbie? What's going on, bro? Uh, Big Dave from Wells Fargo says hello. Big Dave, what's going Big on, Big Dave? Dave? What's up, Big Dave? And uh, Citizens Bank. Uh, what's going on with you? Well, I'm just sitting here hanging out on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> Nothing much. You're working tonight, Herb, I guess? Yeah, I'm working. Right have you have you talked with Andy, Andy Reid yet, giving a good uh, pump-up speech heading into the game? Andy what? Andy Reid. Oh, yeah. We, I give him a pump-up, you know. 
Well, I figured cause since you know him, you kind of text him. Well, I don't want to scare all my uh, passengers I got on right now. I'm not saying right you're now. On, you're, hold on, you're on a bus. With, you got a bus full of passengers. You feel fine calling a radio station? Yeah, what's going on with you? What's happening? Like Greece? Nah, nothing, nothing. How much? How much you putting on this game? Five hundred? No, no, that's too much for me. That's too rich for my blood, there, Herb. Uh, How much you putting on the game, Herb? Uh, I just found out. I'm I'm planning on going down to Brazil for the game. Ah. Ah. But but listen, listen here. Oh, there you go. They um they got new regulations now. As of April, you have to have a visa to get into the country besides a passport. So um, you better tell the Eagles to make sure they know that. Well, I'm sure they do. <laughs> Everybody's got to have a visa. Yes. To get okay. In. That's yes. good information, Herb. I appreciate yeah. you sharing that with us. Yeah, because. Uh, I know there's a lot of different uh, travel companies that are going to be. Uh, yeah, well, fans of Philly's all over. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think the Eagles are taking fans of Philly. Or you, or you just mean by different fan groups that are going over? For ladies. I can't. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it. Talk to you next week, Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, he's got a bus full of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then does he have us on a speakerphone? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Right. It felt like he was away from the phone. Then he was clearly distracted. He was not locked in. Yeah, he was not locked in. He's just like, yeah, what do you guys got going on? Twice. Twice. You're listening to what we're doing, Herb. Yeah, what do you think we're doing? <laughs> just waiting for Herb's call to talk to us? Imagine if the entire Eagles team did not know the regulations yeah, to go to exactly. Brazil. They get stonewalled at the airport. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Hertz doesn't have yeah. his visa filled yeah. out. Eagles don't do their homework. Let me tell you, um, when we did, uh, I was in Atlanta, we went to Tokyo. Preseason game, by the way. Jeez. Who goes to Tokyo for a preseason game? Us. 14-hour straight flight. Yeah. I know they gave everybody – I want to say they made sure everyone had a – you got to think about it. This is a preseason. So – the roster is still hadn't got the final cut yet. Are they full oh, hundred guys so out four, there? Or what? Oh yes, and families. Four, right? and, no, not families, but the um, the cheerleaders and front office people, the coaches. They may have brought their families. The players didn't bring their families. Coaches may have. It was out there five days. But I say that to say, there certainly was an earlier period where they had to make sure everybody applied for visas and all that stuff. If you didn't already have one, for some some people didn't have passports. I don't think the Eagles are going to be caught off guard. No, 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 no. <laughs> they're not. And because be it's okay. a regular, well, here's the crazy part: because it's a regular season game, I wonder how long they do wait. You probably take the safe side and just have everybody do it. Mm-hmm. And if guys get cut, you just get cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't cost them. Yeah, it doesn't cost you anything. Just yeah. get your passport, have it all ready to go. Yeah. If you make it to week one, man, you're coming Good. with us. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, you got a passport. Congratulations! Yeah, right. selfishly, the story of an eagle missing the game because of a visa or a passport would be amazing. Who would that be? See, I would have pegged Bradham. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make the flight. Yeah, yeah. They forget about. They forget about the right. flight. Yeah, yeah. Goddard, yeah. I would say Goddard.
He is definitely a candidate. We're, we're a little too past the, the vaccine days from COVID. Right. right. Like, it's not like Wheeler missing Canada. Right. 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 Who could so you're not, not going to have that or no more JT. And uh, JT didn't go right. Well, that's a big story. And that sparked yeah. the season. He was much better after that. I know. I know. What was JT's quote? Like, I don't care about how, how much money you <laughs> yeah, make. Yeah. Uh, no, he said the little bit of money. He said, oh, yeah. yeah. Little I'm, I'm fine giving up a little bit of money. A little money, yeah. For my, yeah. Can- yeah. Canada is not going to steal my rights <laughs> that's right. as an American. Yep. Yep, turn JT season around. <laughs> JT thought he nailed that one. Yeah, and meanwhile, because I think it was like over. It was like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Of course it was. And yes. people here are like, hold on, yeah. man, I'm gonna make that yeah. in years. Yeah. Even people who agree with you about the vaccine was like, hold on, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll continue rolling your phone calls on the other side. I mean, he didn't pull a Kyrie. No, I did not pull a Kyrie. Got, and <laughs> did you see what Kyrie did this week? By the way, he's getting heckled in, in Brooklyn. Did you see what he yelled back? No. They were like, "Oh, why'd you leave Brooklyn?" He's like, "You can ask Mayor Adams about that." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that like, you, can, you can thank the mayor why I'm not here. Yeah. Well, Kyrie has a hey. He's been he's been good down in Dallas. I haven't had a, a, a Kyrie thing in a while. No, he's been quiet. Man. Yeah, he's, he's been, been quiet. quiet. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> so I can finally just appreciate watching Kyrie. Yeah, just watch Kyrie. I don't have to deal with the the, the, the extra nonsense. Uh, what's your confidence level in Howie heading into the offseason? Do you still have blind faith, or is your antenna up on Howie, plus your chance to win a hand and stone massage and facial gift card, uh, and you'll be qualified to win a Rhythm of Love heart pennant courtesy of Mark's Jewelers. All you got to do is tell us what's something in everyday life that you can't stand. Uh, plus, on the other side, the Hall of Famers were announced last night in the NFL. <laughs> oh, it's just some jokes. Just kidding. This is a pretty good class. Uh, I'm more curious. about the people who were left out. Yeah, I'm more curious about 2025. Who is eligible next year for next year's Hall of Fame class? We'll get to that. All your phone calls on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WYP. Welcome back. It is the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94, WYP. Jack Frizz and Ike Reese hanging out on this Friday afternoon. See, before the show, Ike turned it down way too cold in here. Now he's trying to readjust on the fly. <laughs> just in the I mean, my goodness. It got cold in here did. real quick. <laughs> so somebody turns the heat on in here, and it's like, hold on, dude. It feels like a sauna. Well, the problem is, like, obviously, the morning show. Right, so they're, they're a little here, colder, yeah. they're not here on Fridays. Wow, that's right. They weren't here. This is probably Julio because he's so skinny and has no meat on his bones. He's like, oh, it's so cold. But the problem well, is Hugh. Or Hugh, who likes it, he probably likes it a little cooler in here. Again, does Hugh remember his roots? <laughs> Hugh is from Ohio. And all I hear him complain about is the cold. The cold weather. It's like, where'd you when we He acts like he grew up in, uh, in, in Florida He didn't grow up in the yes. South. No. I know you lived in Atlanta for a long time. Right. But I mean, he grew up in Ohio, played in Philly, played in New York. His college was in Ohio too, right? Yes. Okay. So the the one, but the one year in Jacksonville doesn't change anything. <laughs> it does not. You know, or his years in Atlanta shouldn't change anything. He went to uh, ESPN, which is in Connecticut. Yes. Uh, it's just saying, uh, come on, Hugh. It's also getting older. He's getting oh, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. He, he needs the extra jackets, the extra sweaters. <laughs> to, to, to keep himself warm. Uh, Ike, the, the NFL Hall of Famers were announced last night. Mm. Devin Hester gets in. The special team. The special go. team. Right there, there you go, Devin. There you oh, go. It's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, Dwight Freeney. It's good. Good Dwight player. Freeney, good player. Yep, yep. Andre Johnson was always money for, for, for a long time. Yeah, we used to call him uh, Mr. Mean because he didn't, didn't he didn't say a whole lot, didn't smile a whole lot, and 
He beat up Cortland Finnegan he out there on the field. Smoked Cortland. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. Cortland Finnegan. He picked the wrong person but, uh, to mess with. I mean, did anyone have worse quarterbacks during their tenure to, to have a Hall of Fame career than Andre uh, Johnson? He had bad quarterbacks his whole career. I think he went Carr. I think I think Carr was his first quarterback. The Shaw. Uh, David Carr. No. Yeah. David Carr. David Carr, yes. Yeah, David Carr. I get him and Derek mixed up. Of course, yeah, yeah, David Carr. Yeah. Uh, why would you have you both? Why would you name both your kids? It starts with a D. <laughs> you know, let's change it up a little bit. Uh, but he went from that to what? Matt Schaub for a long yeah, Schaub, time. Shabby was my teammate in, in Atlanta. He went down there and, yep. and TJ Yates. Yep, TJ Yates. Uh, they had didn't have Osweiler. Didn't they have uh, Sage Rosenfeld or something? <laughs> yeah, at some point, Sage <laughs> Rosenfeld was a Texan. But man, he made a lot of bad quarterbacks. Yeah, he's like he's like. Um, Mike Evans, he probably had worse quarterbacks than Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike had what? Uh, At least Mike had Brady. Yeah, he had Glennon, and then he had Jameis, <laughs> and then he had Brady. It was, it was good. Jameis, you didn't know if he was throwing to you or the other guy. Did he have 30 picks in a year? <laughs> yes. And 30 touchdowns, and 30 right? 30 touchdowns. He went 30-30 club. And I think it was 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 30 interceptions. Jameis is wild. Man, man he is unbelievable, dude. <laughs> he is wild. I saw him preach. He was on – I saw it was a clip out there of him. He's at a church. Yeah. <laughs> He's up there with the pastor. He got his he got a baby in his hands. Oh, I can see that. He took the microphone and he just started taking over the sermon. Yep. Yep. No, I saw I saw He thinks he can do anything. <laughs> I saw his pregame speech for the for the national championship the other day was resurfacing. Yep. And I was like, how did they win? He was just <laughs> He just said anything that popped in his head. Yeah, he was being Jameis. He he thought he nailed the eat the W thing. Oh man! I mean, you always bring up the Sean's face. Oh my that. goodness, I I need to be a teammate of Jameis Winston's man, just so I could see him every day, man. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a character. He's a character. That's why they keep him on these rosters. I know. Good backup. He Good. might be a free agent this year. Bring him home. <laughs> bring him home. Bring him home. <laughs> bring him home. Uh, Randy Gradshar. Don't know who that is. Yeah, well, he was the only one I did not know. Uh, Patrick Will's Hall of Famer. He will. Yeah. How about that? A short career, but was great while he was there. Oh, yeah. Although it's interesting, Rue put out the stats of him and Seth Joyner, mm-hmm. like head-to-head. Yep. Seth's stats were pretty sick, man. Man, I'm telling you, Seth should be in there. His stats compared to Derek Brooks is another guy who Seth has very uh, similar stats, if not better stats in some areas. And um, Derek Brooks somehow made it into the Hall of Fame. And Brooks was a Hall of Fame linebacker. He was. But – you know, so is Seth Joyner. And, you know, I, I believe if that team of, of players with the Eagles had won a title, then Seth Joyner, Eric Allen would be in the Hall of Fame already. But Rue brought up a great point is that that team may also be getting penalized for playing with Reggie White. Most people associate that team's greatness on that defense with Reggie White. And they don't give the other guys the credit that they deserve to play with Reggie Wright. It doesn't mean Reggie wasn't great. It just means as that defense being as great as it was, it took those other players. And so Eric Allen is a finalist. I think he will eventually get in. But Seth, Seth hasn't made it to the semifinals or the finals, so it's going to be hard for him to eventually get in there. But he, he may eventually get in there. I mean, Harold Carmichael took for years to get him in there. And yep. she, he should have been in there. So, yeah. I don't know which. Uh, I guess Jason Peters would be the next Eagle. Peters, right? Um, well, it's funny. Sproles is on the uh, the ballot next year. Oh, you're right. Because uh, yeah, um, now they're letting uh, returners in. Yep. Yeah, and my boy B. Mitch to be in. 
B. Mitch is still, I believe, number two all time in yards from scrimmage, rushing, receiving, and returning. Only Jerry Rice in the history of the game has more yards from scrimmage than than Brian Mitchell. Was Devin Hester the is he the first one to get voted in the first yes. returner? Okay, yep. so that's yep. why it's the first one. Yeah, that's, that's why I said it, it'll open up for everybody else. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. It's a big um, to get in. Yeah, uh, last one obviously was uh, Peppers. Julius Peppers is a Hall of Famer. JP. Yeah, yeah, played forever, dude. Yeah, like a defensive end playing as long as he did. He was know. a freak, man. Dude, he was in your he was in the game against you guys. Yes, and then he just retired like, like yeah. twenty seventeen. Maybe <laughs> yeah, JP, man. Uh, you're talking about a freak athlete. Yes. Played basketball, too. Oh, yeah. North Carolina. Yeah, he's he's ridiculous. Uh, so next year's class, this is it's going to be an interesting one. So 2025, first uh, time eligible guys for 2025, Eli. Well, he's going in eventually. Yes. He may get in next year. He may not, but he's getting in eventually. Eli, uh, can't wait for that speech. Yeah. Luke Keekley. These are the guys that are just first year First time eligible. eligible. So they're not, they haven't even gone through the finalists and all of that yet. No. Got you. Uh, Luke Keekley. I don't know if he played long, but they let they let Willis in. I know. So he's kind of the Willis of the 2010s. But hold on, go. I'm gonna let you finish your list. No, finish your list first. I don't want to interrupt it. That's all good. Uh, Vinatieri. Oh, he's in there. He's yeah, in. He's in. Yeah. Uh, Terrell Suggs. T. Sizzle. Yeah, got a legitimate argument. Yep. Legitimate, legitimate argument. Yep. He'll get in if if, if Peppers got in. T. Uh, Suggs will get in. And he was always like it was always him and Ray Lewis on those mm-hmm. le, le, the 2012 team. I know. Yep. And don't don't forget Ed Reed. And Ed Reed. But, uh, yeah, Ed Reed was on the It was on those teams, yeah. Was he on the 2012 team? Mm-hmm. Was this last year? Yeah. Um, That's smart. Uh, Marshall Yonda, he's a guard for the Ravens. Yeah, I remember Marshall Yonda. I don't I don't, I don't have a big take on Marshall Yonda. Yeah. <laughs> good good player. Uh, Marshawn Lynch? I don't know if they're going to let Beast Mode in. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's hard at that position. Like, you got to really – the greatness at that position, man, it – Listen, he was the engine of that offense and of that 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 Seahawks team on the offensive side. I know it was the Legion of Boom, uh-huh. but Marshawn was the engine on the offense side. I almost think the next running back that gets in is probably Peterson. AP, yeah, AP will get in, yeah. Yeah, but I like they have such short windows now. Yeah, and, and Marshawn is such a big face that maybe he gets in. Um, but I, it may, it'll be hard for me because you got to climb over a lot of running backs that haven't gotten in yet. He won't be first ballot. No. Doesn't have a ton of friends in the media either. Oh yeah, he he does. He's not a big <laughs> media guy. Uh, Earl Thomas, no, no, no. Uh, Joe Staley, possibly, possibly. No. Uh, Demarius Thomas, rest in peace. DT, no. do not think he's a Hall of Famer. No. Talib, no, no. Vernon Davis, no. Uh, Sproles, possibly. Yeah, Sproles. Really, Cameron Wake's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So uh, Darren Sproles will, will be interesting to see if he gets in. You know what would be interesting with Sproles? Like, Devin Hester got in solely on his returns. He didn't really do anything else. He, they tried to play him at wide receiver and all of that. Hey, he couldn't catch. I, dude, I always put – now, in Madden, I always made him receiver. <laughs> yes. Because he was unstoppable, yeah. dude, in Madden. Yeah, like, but he the, – the Bears, he couldn't catch. Sproles actually could play offense. I know. So, I wonder if they kind of view Sproles as a primary returner or was he an offensive player who also returned. It's almost like the – if he was just a returner, he might have a better chance. Exactly. That's what I mean. That's and that's how I think Devin Hester got in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Devin Hester affects <laughs> penalized for doing too many things. Exactly. Well, because when you look at I looked at Sproles' numbers, somebody tweeted his numbers, and I'm like, yeah, I guess if you put all you put his got 55 touchdowns, so it's not 55 returning touchdowns. I know. But he played offense, so he scored a lot of touchdowns. He has rushing yards. 
he he has a legitimate chance to to get in there someday. You know who would 100% vote for Darren Sproles as a Hall of Famer? Dougie P. Doug Peterson would 100%. Dougie P. Would 100%. Dougie vote. P. So what I was going to say before you start your list, yes. now that these guys that are getting in, like a, a Patrick Willis, retired early, um, there's a couple other guys that had somewhat of a shorter career, but it was a very impactful career, like a Terrell Davis. I think he only played seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. but he, he Calvin rushed, Johnson. He rushed for over 2,000 yards, won two Super Bowls. Calvin Johnson had a short career, but his numbers were astronomical. Sterling Sharp should be in the Hall of Fame. Sterling Sharp was better than Shannon Sharp, brother. It wasn't even close, by the way. That's why Shannon Sharp moved to tight end. He started off as a wide receiver. Wasn't fast enough. So he just, they just made him a tight end because he could catch so well. He was like one of the first hybrid sort of tight ends like the H-back. And Shannon deserves to be in. He won three Super Bowls. But Sterling Sharp, man, when Sterling, it, was, it used to be Jerry Rice, Sterling Sharp, Michael Irvin. Those were the best receivers in football during that time. His career got cut short because he got an injury. He got his neck, you yep. know, so he had to retire early. But, man, he was a – it's like Mike Quick. It's a lot like Quick. I think Quick played like, what, seven full seasons? Mm-hmm. In seven of those seasons, he was a pro bowler five times, all pro. And if he didn't get injured, think about what he could have been as, as a wide receiver. And this was during an era where they ain't throw the ball as much as they throw the ball now. No. So I, I'm like, I think Sterling should be in, just like I think Seth should be in. Eric McMillan will get in. I mean, Eric Allen. <laughs> Eric, thinking of Mark McMillan. Mark McMillan. Yes. <laughs> Who is on our uh, end of Eagles week. Yes. <laughs> Eagles Mark fan. McMillan. Yes. Eric Allen, yes. EA, EA will eventually get in. He will get in. Yeah. Um, I will say it is, it is nice getting to the point in my life where I remember watching these guys. See? I've grown up. Yes. I'm almost 30. Now, now you can, yeah, you're like, yeah, I just. I you finally have takes. I actually saw these guys when they were playing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's refreshing. You know and it's mean? cool playing against, having played against those guys, man. Like, playing against those guys. For sure. Yeah. I think Steve Smith should get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think so, too. Smitty, I think he should get in there. Um, it's hard to get in that NFL Hall of Fame. Much harder. Not as hard as baseball, but hard. Yeah, baseball's lower in standards, though. You know? Well, have they? Slowly but surely. <laughs> yeah. It got a it's little really, too it, high it, there it, for a minute. Yeah, it, It's the Harold Baines one that, that I think drove everyone. That's everyone's crazy. go-to. Well, no, how about Gary Sheffield? I know. I know. Can, we, can we get Sheffy in well, there? The, 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 most, the most nonsense about the Baseball Hall of Fame is they pick and choose who was a PED user versus who wasn't. Right. Like Pudge is in. Uh, David Ortiz is in. Even though we know they used. Yeah, yeah, but, they, but they're, they're nice to the media so yep. that they're in. And then the... There's a certain guys that just, still haven't let A-Rod in. No. Or Barry Bonds. Or Barry Bonds. And that's why, I'm not going over a rant about your sport, but seriously. <laughs> These are guys I actually watched play and, and, and were the, the stars of the sport that made you a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. He'd tell me Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, uh, a- Alex Rodriguez is not Hall of, they aren't Hall of Fame players. What bothers me is you can't tell the story of the game without those guys. Right. Like, they, all it is is a freaking museum. Like the, the the high standard. Of, yeah, if you uh, want to put them in a certain wing, whatever. Okay, whatever. You can't just put a blind eye yeah. to it and get Pete in there too. While all time it. hits leader and yeah. all time home runs leader, yeah. both are not in. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is Pete Rose Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> and let's get let's rehash the whole debate. I just sparked it. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm obligated whenever we're talking about it as a Cincinnati, and I just yeah, get, yeah, yeah. yeah put Pete in too. Yeah, get he them a, all in there. He had a great career as a uh, one day color analyst. Yes, 
For sure. <laughs> on NBC Sports he Philly. He was good. He was, he was great. <laughs> he was actually back when he's on TV with A-Rod. They had a good back and forth. They just What happened when he came to visit us? What, what happened that day? It was out there. <laughs> Said a few things we can't repeat. No, might have been some Mike Juice falling. Might have been some Mike Juice. We'll get back to the phones here in one second. But last week, I had an incredible experience visiting National Appliance Warehouse in tax-free Wilmington. It's a big box <laughs> store where they take care of the customers. When they say big box, they mean really big. The show is six times. Uh, the showroom is six times the size of the average chain store devoted to appliances. From premium to budget, they'll always have what you're looking for. Browse over a hundred brands with ease. There's always someone there to help. They even have a goal to answer every question in eight seconds. Or if you're like me and you don't know what to ask, they'll help you with that as well. But most important of all, the lowest prices. They always beat the chain stores and use Price Assure to confirm they always will. Using technology that scans the chain stores, Price Assure instantly updates electronic tags as needed. The President's Day mega sale starts now. Save on Samsung. How about a four-piece kitchen suite with side-by-side refrigerator? Regularly $3,336 for an incredible $1,926 after rebate. Click nationalappliancewarehouse.com or visit their showroom today. The Twitter question this hour brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Valentine's Day, shop Mark's Jewelers. Every purchase over $249 gets a free box of chocolates and a dozen roses online, marks-jewelers.com. Interesting result here, Ike. Do you have Chiefs fatigue with them being in the Super Bowl again? 52% saying yes. So it's almost 50-50 on if people have Chiefs fatigue or not. Yeah. I wonder how much of the uh, whole Taylor Swift stuff fits in there. It doesn't do it. I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to Sunday and her arrival and that whole thing. But I know it irritates some people. It 100% does. It 100- a lot of the comments are, no, I have more Taylor Swift fatigue. Exactly, yeah. See, yeah. Because it's interesting. You know, a lot of the talk out there in Media Week is, are the Chiefs villains now? Like, I, they haven't reached villain status, I don't think. Uh, no. No. I mean, it's like the Patriots my thing there. is, it's, it's the extensions of the Chiefs, meaning Taylor Swift, no fault of her own. Jackson Mahomes, definitely his fault. Definitely. And Brittany Mahomes, really no fault of her own other than just being Brittany Mahomes. Just being Brittany Mahomes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but on the field, I think people are like, damn, this is pretty impressive. Yeah, I would yeah. be. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, yeah. it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I can't wait for Sunday. Uh, OG Wade's in Chester. What's happening, OG? What's up, fellas? How we doing today? OG. Let me, let me do my annoying thing first. Your okay. annoying thing? Oh, things yeah. in life that bother you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, things that bothers me most is these damn San Francisco 49er uh, players. Yep. Keep on putting our, you know, names in their mouth. You you have to dance, bro. Enjoy yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just, just enjoy the, enjoy the ride. You know what I mean? We we where we are, okay? Mm-hmm. But we ain't really you ain't really done nothing to to be braggadocious and to say, you know what I mean? Like it just don't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Keep it moving, all right? Now let me let me get to this little peasant. <laughs> this a little peasant in, in Pensacola. This Chris from Pensacola. I want to come in here throwing shade and dirt on Jalen's name. Let me let me say something to you, idiot. Okay, oh, God. you don't get to where Jalen is at not being able to read a damn defense or blitz. Okay, the man's been very successful in his career. He graduated in three years from Alabama. He went on to Oklahoma to have a great year there, and now he's in the NFL. And he's a face of a freaking franchise. Okay, so let's let's just 
dial back on your idiocy. You know what I mean? You little smoking your uh, flowers and your bourbon and all that. <laughs> Stick to that. You know what I mean? Because people don't understand. You can know a blitz is coming and even read one. But if it's not blocked the hell up, it doesn't even matter what you read. If it's not, it, and this is one, everybody want to know why Deontay uh, uh, Swift wasn't on the field as much because he's not a good blo- uh, blocking back. He don't pick up the blitz. So the, the, their best one was, uh, 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 what's his name, um, 14, Ike. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell. Gainwell. And that, you already seen what uh, Penny was. Uh, in picking up the blitz. Oh, that Penny was, was terrible, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he, you know he only got one uh, chance. Uh, the other blitz, Dallas Goddard, if a third and four, he goes out on an out, that's a blitz. Jalen puts the ball right on the money. He drops it. Oh, are we, are we relitigating the, the, the Bucks no, no, game no. when he was horrible? When he was horrible. He I was mean, horrible in the Bucks game. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm oh. telling you that there's things that go on in the game. When Jalen says on the podium, it takes all of us. I don't know why people look at that as lip professing. Because you it's cannot, deflecting from himself. That's why people get it. No, you just can't go out there and be jailing great and all this and stuff. But if the other players don't do their job, it's not going to matter. It's not going to work. People got to understand. I mean, you know what? And I get it. Mm-hmm. The man's getting $250 million. Again, I will reiterate. He's not getting that on the grounds of what people think he's worth or what he's worth or what the fact that he's leadership. No, it's what the market is for a starting quarterback in Philadelphia. Okay, that's what he got. So he's getting paid off of what they believe he can do in the future, not what he did in the past, okay, what they're uh, projecting the future as. Okay, so for all you little punks out there that don't know, I, OG just gave you some knowledge without college. You usually right? do. You usually knowledge do. without yeah. college. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and 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 and, and John, you know what, Jack? Yes, I got something to say to you too. Awesome, um, get him straight. Okay, you and this baseball stuff. You can take that damn baseball, and you can, you know what? I mean, what what did baseball have to do with anything? We talked about it for eight we're minutes. This segment, and then then that's going to be it. I'll talk to y'all Monday. All right, <laughs> deep breaths, OG. Deep breaths. Pitchers and catchers on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't wait for baseball season. Yeah, Phil's are back. Yeah. Sixers ruined. Season, season's <laughs> over. Wasted everyone's time. Buddy Heald's going to be back tonight, though, or Buddy making his debut. So so looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll win. Maybe he'll go off. But I, I, They're I not going to win. But they're yeah, not going to win. Yeah. Well, have you seen their stretch after this this next, uh, after the Hawks game? No. They play, it goes through, it's their gauntlet time. So the team already stinks. Um, and, then, and then they have a ridiculous stretch. So they go Hawks, Wizards, easy. And then they have a stretch of Cavs, Heat, Knicks, Cavs, Bucks, Celtics, Hornets thrown in there, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Mavericks. Yeah, that's like, yeah, we'll be out of the damn playoff race by the end. They might. So they'll they'll beat the Wizards. They'll probably lose every game until maybe the Hornets game. Mm-hmm. Hornets aren't like awful, awful. No. Uh, and then they'll lose the Mavs game. Like it's gonna be <laughs> buckle in. Yeah, buckle in. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be, be a, a tough, tough stretch. Tough couple of weeks here. <laughs> Coming up. <laughs> Until the big fella gets back. Yep. 215-592-9494. The big game coverage on 94 WIP is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit, solostove.com. On the other side, we'll get to the top five at five with Buzz. What does he have in store for us today? And the, the last chance to get in on this morning show side topic week you, you, for a chance to win a hand stone massage or facial gift card. 
and qualify to win a rhythm of love heart pennant courtesy of Mark's Jewelers. All you got to do is tell us what's something in life, in everyday life, that you can't stand. We'll get to all your phone calls, give our final picks, heading to the big game, get to the top five, all of that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP.